You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. Boy, Tom here, and we are back like D'Angelo at Dizzy, and D'Angelo catching Tom trying to slip again. <laughs> he did forget to hit record again. We almost missed another one, guys. Y'all can blame time for all of this. I, I wasn't gonna let that happen. There's, <laughs> I refuse to let that happen two weeks in a row. It's not happening. <laughs> it feels like we've. It's been a while since we've had one of these. It has been a very long time. And, and and the reason why I'm going to say it's been a very long time is because we've actually recorded, but things have Oh, that's right. I forgot. Manifested itself in the making. Yeah, but this is, I, I'm hijacking this podcast because we weren't able to talk about it last weekend, and I want to talk about it this weekend. Uh, I don't know, Tom uh, or Gary, if you saw where um, a player was getting interviewed. And as the player is getting interviewed, uh, he obviously has been hurt most of the season, half of the season. Uh, and we're talking about a running back here. And one of the people's year for us to interview you, for, for us to interview you. You know, you've been hurt, you've been banged up, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, have you guys seen that clip? No. Okay, but do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. My question to you is, is the reporter wrong or right? And how would you have handled that situation, Gary, as a player? Uh, just to clarify, I don't know. It, for me, it went a little, uh, like you stuttered a little bit, so I didn't hear yeah, exactly that, what yeah, you no, said. It cut out. It cut out. So uh, oh. just repeat what the reporter said for everybody to hear, just in case. Okay, so the reporter said to the uh, player, and uh, the player is the running back. Uh, is it the Colts? I think it's the Colts. I think it uh, is the Bucks. I mean the Bucks. I'm sorry. It was Giovanni uh, Bernard. Go ahead. Yes, Gino- Gio- Giovanni Bernard. I mean Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Giovanni Bernard. Um, so the the Tar Heel. Tar he had Hill, fumbled. Right, he had fumbled on a play, and it was significant. And uh, it looked like he was trying to get out of the locker room, but we're not sure about that. That's all speculation. And the reporters were trying to flag him down. He's like, now all of a sudden y'all want to interview me. And the reporter goes, well, what have you done all year for us to interview you? And then another reporter was like, you was banged up and you've been hurt all year. Um, So what did you want us to say to you? My question to you is, is are those reporters, were they being professional, non-professional, one and two, how would you handle that as a player if those were directed towards you, Gary? So I think that uh, reporters they say a lot of things that I think people wouldn't say is professional for players, but they're going to do it anyway. So you just got to roll with it. I don't have a problem with it. It's whatever. Uh, they get paid to ask the hard questions that people say that want to know. So I don't have a problem with it. And I obviously he had a little banter already before he was fine with saying, oh, now y'all want to. So I feel like if I had sort of let that and I was Giovanni Bernard, like me personally, 
I just would have ignored it and basically just been a somber, gave the same answer. Hey, I'm not worried about it. I'm just worried about next week because I learned a long time ago, you just repeat the same answers and they don't bother you anymore. I don't like doing interviews. So I just gave the same nonsense answers that they get tired of hearing. But it sounded like for me, if I was quick witted in the aspect like Giovanni Bernard was setting it all up, I would have set it up. Well, I haven't seen you in a while. Maybe you've been hurt as well because I haven't seen you around and I had to do something to get y'all around. So at least I did something to get y'all over here talking. That's how you turn it around on them without answering the question. I think that would be the way to go about it is you try to avoid answering the question by throwing something else at them so you don't have to answer it. Okay, what about you, Tom? Um, oh, well, honestly, and not, here's the thing. I love Gio Bernard. He's a, he's a Tar Heel, so go Tar Heels. But, I mean, the, the reporter's right. The hell you been doing? What are we going to just talk to you about? You ain't got nothing to talk to you about. You fumbled. All right, that's a pretty significant play. We're going to talk to you about it, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I don't think the reporter's wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little brash, and it's like a little dickish, I guess. But, hey, that's the media for you, right? You got well, enough there, anybody. I think the problem with that, though, is media gets mad when players are dickish or brash in responses and questions. So I think the problem is they can't take it at times when players give it that same energy back. Because I know for a fact this other guy on this podcast, he would be petty as anything and give it right back to him. So he would because he matches the energy. So I know he would have done the same thing. And I don't know if the reporters would have been fine with that because a lot of time you hear them complain about how players are talk to them and answer questions and be in that type of way. But if you got to be able to match the energy and if they're going to come with you like that, you got to expect it in return. I really, I really think that the world missed out by the fact that D'Angelo Williams is so old that he did not come up in the <laughs> social media. The fact that he did not come up in the social media era as like his prime time because D'Angelo Williams interview clips. Hey. Would Look, be so viral all the time. <laughs> I, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I, I've 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 grown past that time. Uh, like metaphorically and physically, I have passed that time. <laughs> see what I did there, time. Uh, uh, but but this you. is this is th- this is what I'm gonna say on this situation, honestly. And there, there's a lot of people that may come at me for this, but I actually like the fact that these reporters somewhat came at him, not from a a, a, a standpoint of 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 being professional. Like you, you obviously broke some rules there as a professional, because I saw a lot of commentators coming out at this this particular uh media personnel saying it was it was unprofessional it was this it was that but this is why i like it i like it because of this it was different and not only was it different he was speaking from not from a professional standpoint he was speaking from a personal standpoint from a fan's perspective like damn dude like you ain't did nothing all year like what do you want us to do what do you want so i i like that aspect of it again one of the reasons why i like that aspect of it is because we tell players all the time stop being so pc be yourself be yourself this was that reporter being himself and we didn't like it it was unprofessional so my thing is this do you want professionalism in this type of environment time i'm asking you 
because me and Gary kind of got some background in playing at this level. So f- from your perspective, uh, and you don't have to speak for, for everybody, when you see film like this, do you would you rather reporters come at players like this and players respond themselves, or would you rather see the PC cookie cutter answer more of a like, ah oh, man, that was real inspirational? And before you answer, you speak for every person listening to this podcast. You have a lot riding on this. Well, obviously, I can't speak for every person that's <laughs> not playing the NFL, but um, I would say uh, I am friends with D'Angelo Williams. So I'm going to let that be my answer if I would like people to not be PC. Because here's the thing. I think it's great. I would rather it be, you know, I think there's a certain level, you know, at a certain point, there's certain things you might not uh, can say. But as far as, like, the back and forth, I hate that, like, some people take their job too serious on some, on some aspects to where it's like, uh, you know, you can't joke around with somebody. Um, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know we always come back to it that uh NFL, good morning nfl you know that's i think people got a good <laughs> glimpse of what what we're talking about where you like hey you said something my way i'm gonna send it back to you and it's up to you to come back or be like whoa that well, that was messed up <laughs> yeah but it's it's always interesting because like there's certain people people like people will accept that from and then there's certain people where they just like ah that's just now nah, uh-uh we that's not we we're not accepting that. For I'll for say, instance, hey, I say a good example of that is what we're seeing with Kanye right now. I mean, I know he said a lot of crazy stuff, but I still like see people that will defend everything he says, even when he says like some of the craziest things, like talking. We and, and it's just because you know I think it's because it's Kanye because he's like oh that, that's just Kanye. That's what he does. That's what he says. But like I see people in the comment sections like there'll be a post about like. Oh, Kanye said that uh, he admires Hitler or something, which, to be fair, like the clip, the clip is like taken. It feels like clickbait, but it's like there'll be people in there like defending what he's saying, and I'm just like, "Ooh, that's a that's a that's a that's a a, a, a fire you playing with right there," <laughs> you know. So I don't know, but I think yeah, I think Kanye's was... a good example of that where people will accept it from. But I'm saying if like if Gary came out and said that and was like so famous to where you know the whole world knew about it gary would not be able to live in his peaceful little community uh of one you know <laughs> people would be banging yeah. down his door ready to cancel him but kanye still got people defending him because like hey that's kanye <laughs> you left be speechless on that one wow what's a, that's a first <laughs> D, why are you so speechless? D, I have a question for you. Well, I, go ahead. Nah, you go ahead, Gary. So my yeah, question is, may. I know uh, time always brings up that good morning football or whatever. Have they ever invited you back? Actually, they did invite me back. Um, I, but what's crazy is, Gary, that interview, I had no idea that I triggered people. I agree. Because what happened was, I know you. I know how it is. <laughs> yeah, like we do that all the time. So yeah. I was just like, yeah, I had no idea that anybody was offended, bro, or that I to the point to where after the show, I was like, oh, man, that was great. And I'm trying to like bump shoulders and shake hands. And they was like, nah, don't, don't touch me. And I'm like, 
whoa, like I was like, I didn't say anything. I thought it was and every one of y'all was like, you forgot you was on TV and you thought you was at the table cracking jokes with your boys and they wasn't your boys. <laughs> well, again, it's just it just people can't take jokes and it, they yeah. they give you something. I've I said it forever. Knowing D'Angelo as long as I've known him, he matches what you give him. So oh, if you give him man. something, he's just going to match it back. If you're going to joke on him, he's going to joke right back. Be ready because he's not it's, – it's matching what you give out. Yeah, I I don't know where my jokes come from. So <laughs> I <laughs> – when my jokes hit, I'm – I don't need and, – and I'm one of those people, Gary, and you know me, and Tom, you know me a little bit. I'm not saying these jokes for other people to laugh. I laugh at my own jokes. I'm one of those that if it's he funny he's the to funniest me, person in the world. Ah, bro, I am. I'm the funniest person I know. Yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, Gary, you're the least funniest <laughs> person that I know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. He's a hater. Yeah. That's all we know. And, and I'm going to tell you why he's the least funniest person I know. In time, I don't want you to say a damn thing. I'm giving Gary the floor, and I'm giving him the entire floor for however many minutes he need to explain to me what the hell is going on in Green Bay. <laughs> now you want to keep you going got there? the whole you got the whole no 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 you got the whole okay. floor because before the season started and about how good and how great Aaron Rodgers is and this, that, and the third. You have the entire floor right now to tell me what the hell is going on in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Well, they just won again, so they're still in the playoff hunt. They're probably going to sneak in the playoffs. They don't have a tough right, uh, schedule coming up, so you're going to see uh, in the playoffs. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you, wanna, you, you banking on that? I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll sneak in. NFC's weaker than AFC. I understand that, but you still ain't told me what's going on in Green Bay. They don't have the talent around. They have one uh, guy. They have okay. one guy. They're, they uh, got two rookies starting receiver. Okay, we're going to have this little squabble. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it to you because I, I, I feel like you, you want this. I've seen Tom Brady win championships with a team less than what Aaron Rodgers oh, has. Oh, no, no. But, you go, but you're going to tell me, no. what? J- Julian what? Edelman is 10 times a receiver, Christian Watson, or Romeo oh, Dobbs. Whoa, whoa. We got rookies right here, and they're putting up numbers <laughs> that I don't think Edelman ever saw. Now, I, <laughs> Edelman never saw these numbers? You are delusional, Gary. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You he will also, protect, hey, also, what, you will who, die name, on that hill for oh, Aaron Give Rodgers. me the name of the tight end that's in the uh, for Green Bay. <laughs> Robert Tuckman. Yeah. What has he done this year besides miss six games? Trash. Yeah. He, and Rob Gronkowski was in New England. I'm, like You I, had, all you I'm had saying, talent. All, all, all I I'm saying is, is that I feel like you, because I've seen quarterbacks do it, you can outplay like average or um, under or below average football players. You can turn them into something gold because I've seen Tom Brady take an offensive line, everybody make it to the Pro Bowl and that same offensive line linemen go somewhere else and they're trash immediately in that same respect d who would you say has a better offensive uh team around him right now tom brady or aaron Rodgers? that's common uh, sense what yeah, it's tom brady it's tom brady tom brady for sure and why is tom brady's record so bad 
Oh, you talking to me, Ty? Yeah. yeah I'm talking to you. Oh, well, they they still in the playoff hunt. Not only they, they, they have the, the same play- record, I think. I'm pretty sure. I think actually think Green Bay has a better record. Okay, even if Green Bay has a better record, Tom Brady, this is his what 45th season, <laughs> and he has what 40? Well, no, 12 Super Bowls. How many does Aaron Rodgers have, Gary? Let's this is one win. Oh, okay. His right. one. So how do you when you're talking about? Greatest quarterback. So I'm not you're saying he's to, the greatest. I, I never I, said that. If you're saying he's better than Tom Brady, you are. No, I'm not saying he's better than Tom Brady. I've never said that. I just said he's not as bad as a quarterback as you're saying it. You're saying, oh, he's old, he's washed up now. I still still think he's got it. He's still got everything he needs there. Bro, you, he just, you are the you are the same person, Gary, that when Ben Roethlisberger looked like this, said that he was done, he was finished. But now that 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 Aaron Rodgers, I would say ben like Roth- Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like Ben Roethlisberger. Come on now. You're talking about the guy who was the MVP uh, of the NFL last year. Yeah, he, yeah, I about okay. to say he don't look that bad. <laughs> what, what, what is that? What, first of all, y'all are saying that Ben Roethlisberger looked bad. He did like, last year. He looked bad <laughs> last year. You know it too. He knows it. Yeah. That's why he retired. Yeah. He knew it was time. <laughs> You, uh, you done for, Gary. He's talking about, so he knew it. That's why he retired. <laughs> That's unbelievable. But I, I do want to say this, though, before we, we dive deeper into this podcast. Uh, I want to say Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays. Uh, and, and I'm saying that because uh, uh, not everybody get into the Christmas spirit, Gary. Not everybody get into the Christmas spirit. And I'm transitioning to this right here because I... <laughs> This is very interesting for me because I hold on. If you're leaving I, football, I, I would I would like to finish football before we go to okay. Else. Go ahead. That's we'll good. go back to football, and then after we finish okay. football, we'll go back okay. into that. Because well, we have to ahead. talk about. I want to ask time a question because this is more on him as a fan and outside of the realm of actual playing. Time after last week's games, I've been seeing a ton, a ton of fans. Talking about how the NFL's rigged because of all the different nonsense that happened last week and the previous week. And you see it pop up every once in a while, but it's really rearing its head between last week's games. Between there's so, like, I think there's three or four different games that questionable what happened in it and all that kind of stuff. And so I've seen it so much. So, as a fan and a viewer, what is your thought on people saying that NFL's rigged and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I mean, I don't actually think it's rigged, but I can see how someone would be like, some of the craziest stuff happens. And because, you know, like, it always seems to be like them pressure moments that the, that the, that the ref will come into play where like, you're like, hey, what in the heck was that call? Whereas you haven't been making those calls all day. Now all of a sudden, it's just like, this is what I don't understand. This is this is what blows my mind and drives me crazy, Tom. Uh, and and I know for a fact that the NFL is not rigged, only because you know I of used to have a job. Angela, they pay you to say that. Is that what you think? No, nah, they don't. They don't pay you to say anything. Uh, in fact, you don't think that if I wish was, I got paid to say that. Man, I know, right? Like, can you imagine if 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 football was like wrestling where they knew the outcome and 
and they knew like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to trade blows. We're going to do that. There's no way that you could get everybody. We're not synchronized swimmers, bro. You, you're giving us way too much credit. And not only are you giving us way too much credit, we're programmed to win. That's what we're programmed to do. Not like hang in there or, oh, it was close or, hey, let's put on a show. We're not paid to be entertainers. We're paid to win football games. So the fact that people would even think that they're rigged, I understand that there's a lot of money on it. And I understand that these algorithms, and I, for the life of me, Gary, still cannot figure out how they do these point spreads and be so close on these betting lines because, again, I can see how somebody can see that it's fixed because the betting lines are always on point, like really, really close. And if they wasn't, then people would be like, oh, yeah, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. But they're very – they're like meteorologists, Gary. They, I mean, they're they don't miss. They're better than miss. meteorologists. Yeah, they, well, they're better than meteorologists, right, yeah. So with that being said, all I'm saying is, is what they've done is they've they've taken countless uh, numbers and data. They compiled it into this whole hard drive and come up with this algorithm that allows them to tell us, okay, this is bets. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to make money. But other than that, the game is the game. It's not going to change. And, again, NFL refs, I've always said this, Gary, uh, before I started playing, there's no way in hell that that all the refs that are refing in the National Football League or in the NBA that don't have a team or didn't grow up having a team. Oh, everyone did. That's what I'm saying. How do you, how are you at four years old? Like, yo, I'm gonna be a ref. So I can't be a team. I can't be a fan of any team. You see what I'm saying? How do yeah. you groom yourself? Not or you, or you're a fan. Imagine some you of these refs to, could be fans of Tom Brady growing up. Bro, you have to be a fan in order to be a ref. There's nobody taking that job that don't want to do that job. You have to know players. You have to know certain stuff. So for you to say, hey, I don't have a team. I'm not a fan. What? There's no way because that's that's why you got into it. So that leads me to like my thoughts with that. So like I don't obviously it's not rigged and everybody thinks it's rigged. You're wrong. It's not Listen, rigged. It's impossible. I bet they rigged. sit you down in uh, your orientation for football and they go over like blowing your money, how to get adjusted. And they're like, hey, just so you know, football is rigged. We're gonna spoil it for you right now. First day in the box. Football is rigged, but it can change your life with money if you just play along. So I'll, I'll make it clear right now. They didn't pay me enough to keep that quiet. That <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. If if it was rigged like you say that it was rigged, you don't think A.B. would have went ahead and dropped it? I was just about to say, A.B.'s crazy ass. <laughs> That's what I'm also, saying. He didn't let, let it fly. You would have seen so many other players getting popped for gambling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and 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 not only that, you'd have seen a lot more of the players that got busted for like uh, cannabis or what or weed or something. They wouldn't have had those charges. They wouldn't have been in the program. Nope. They would have been fine because hey, I'm gonna tell it. You, yep. Try, try. So I so I don't. It's not. It's impossible to rig a game. Now I will say, do I think the league shows favoritism for teams? One thousand percent. I definitely think they have favorable matchups they want to see happen and outcomes they would like to see. And But I don't think they, they can't rig a game because if a game's not close, they can't make it close. Now, they could say, hey, lean this way on this call. 
I can see that happen, but that's not rigging. That's more favoritism towards it. Because, like, I'll bring up two points from last week. I will say this. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. The Texans-Kansas City game, they're in overtime. The Texans fumble. Quebec fumbles. The running back jumps on it. All the Chiefs jump on it. They gave the Chiefs the ball. In the video, you can see the balls in between the guy's legs. And they see the Chief player rip it away from the Texans player. And it's Chief's ball. Well, on film, if he ripped it out of his hands, he's already down by contact. So it's impossible. For, you're not allowed to be able to take the ball and rip it. And they never reviewed it. Every turnover is reviewed. They said it was reviewed. And it was clear recovery. But it's not obviously not clear. It may not have changed the outcome of it. They may still have kept the call. But the fact they didn't even go and actually look at it like a review review, they probably didn't want the Chiefs to lose that one. Uh, and the funny thing I thought that was really funny in that aspect was they were going to Gene's territory to talk about the call. Why didn't they review this or whatnot? And literally, they run one play, they score a touchdown, and they don't even talk to Gene. They just erase him. He's no longer going to talk about it. We're not going to give him the chance. So you don't even get an explanation on why they didn't review it. To me, that just doesn't fly. Obviously, I don't think it's rigged, but I do think they should have reviewed it. I think it looks terrible, and that leads more of to that, oh, games are being rigged because you didn't – review or discuss why and then the other one was the patriots game the patriots raiders called the ball in the end zone or whatever and the, after the game the ref said oh we didn't have a view down the line in the end zone i have never seen a game where they don't have a view down the line in the end zone because that's where all the catches are if you're on the sideline you have to have a view of it but they didn't have one to review it doesn't make sense like, I don't understand that whole thing, how, how you couldn't review that and see. Because even the, the views you see with over the top or anything, his foot's on the white line. That's out of bounds. But they didn't have a camera view. I've never seen a game where they didn't. They had camera views when I played. Like, you could see down the side. That, that was the key thing to have was right in the end zone, down the line. But they didn't so, have one. So so can Crazy. I argue with you Go ahead. With you let's there? go. I, and, like, I, I, this is not me. Being this is, devil's advocate. this is me being devil's advocate, okay? Mm -hmm. So what if I told you that the players are getting a lot faster, stronger, and, like, now the the side of the human eye is not as quick as it needs to be to catch the action of the players that are happening on the field? This is what I mean by this. Okay, we – you go back a few years ago when New Orleans was playing in the, 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 uh, the playoffs – the player come over, clean his clock. He he wasn't allowed to make the catch. And then the next year, the NFL tried to implement this rule where you can now uh, review all plays to see if it's a, 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 a pass interference. You remember that? It was New Orleans and uh, who was that? The, who was the, the – I can't think of the team. But they don't review pass interference. Right. But the, well, they did for a while, though. But then they started they, – they, they did they got a trial, real. and it would have came in handy last week in the, the commander's game – when Terry McLaurin was getting whole body all over him before the ball gets there, and they said it wasn't pass interference. Yeah, but w but with that being said, though, Gary, we don't want you holding up the game, man. The reason why football is as as exciting. They don't have any reviews. 
Bro, football is so exciting. You know why football is exciting? Because there's a lot of controversial plays that cost teams the game, and it gives us conversations like this. This is why football is so amazing. This is why football is not scripted. This is why football is going to continue to be a multi-billion dollar and the highest thing in the U.S., because there's a lot of controversy attached to it. There's a lot of money involved, and there's a lot of bad decisions being so made. So don't review plays then if you're worried about the length. And then two. Well, no, well, there's some plays that you need to be reviewed, like all scoring plays. Like I, that that should be reviewed. So, but here's the so, thing, okay. though. And, and here's, here's, here's what a lot of people don't understand. And, again, this is me being devil's advocate. Okay, if the ruling on the field is a catch, right, and mm-hmm. it's solely up to my discretion, because it's it's from person to person. One of the refs may say that it's a catch. The other ref may say, no, it's not a catch. But based on the ruling on the field, if it's not enough evidence to overturn the ruling on the field, then I got to stay with the ruling on the field. So there's rules within the rules that allow me to protect myself. So there's a lot of rules that are in play here, Gary, that we may not understand that, like, that's why it was called the way that it was called. That's all I'm saying. Well, a lot of of mechanisms here. Well, a lot of it is they're going to call it, most of the time they're going to call it good, especially scoring plays, whatever, to allow the review so that it takes it out of their hands. They don't have to worry about it. They'll they'll side on the side a lot of times on that. Like, if it's a touchdown, they're going to basically give you a touchdown so it's easier to review versus forcing somebody to – a challenge flag. I've noticed that more often than not. They just call a touchdown and it's not even close, but they'll call it anyways just so it can be reviewed and it can be overturned because it's automatic. Right. It's and, and, and it's very similar to, like, I'll, I'll go back again uh, a few years ago, and this happened several times this year where somebody uh, likes going down and they fumble. And it, it's not called a fumble on the field. The play is stopped and then everybody pissed like, yo, bro, that was a fumble. That was a fumble, and what was called on the field is what matters, but mm-hmm. people, like, they don't care about what's called on the field. They just automatically go to what they saw. Like, this is what I saw, but what they don't understand is is refs are protected by the decision that they make in the heat of the moment. Refs are protected in every sport. They never have to answer for mess-ups. And that's that's something that needs to be that. How would you how would you like for them to answer though, Gary? Everybody, no, nobody. I'm talking about all sports. Like major league, there's some of the worst yes. umpires get big games, and they're the worst. Even everything you look at when they look at break down all their strikes, they miss ninety percent of the calls. All this, but somehow they still keep going because they're in a union. You can't do anything about it. They don't get penalized. And that's the same thing with the basketball. There's so many calls that are missed, but they don't get penalized for it. I don't, I don't understand what you want them to do. They're not robots, Gary. They're not going to catch everything. Even the, I know the, that. The, the, the best ref of all time that's seen everything still missed 70, 80% of the stuff well, I'm saying, that's like, going and, on. Well, because in baseball, the, the baseball is going to go to uh, it's gonna go to computer, and you're gonna, they're going to do away with the umpires because it's that bad. But in football, you're never going to cool. deal with that. But in football – there's the biggest thing that needs to be changed, and it can be done just like you said, a scoring play, because it's it, it's easy. It can be quick. Pass interference, it could be reviewed just like a scoring. If pass interference is called, they can review it literally in 20 seconds and know, hey, we need to challenge this. So that way you can say that, and they, it erases all that doubt. The biggest one, though, is the roughing the passers, because there's so much unknown what's going on. Why is this a pass interference? The guy landed – five pounds too much on them and now it's a flag 
and guys are trying not to land and still getting called for landing on them. Like, I don't know what defenders are supposed to do when they tackle a quarterback, how you're supposed to land. I don't think they do. And I don't yeah. think the NFL knows. And I think yeah. that's a huge issue. I, I don't even want to talk about that because that just it, it burns my blood, bro. <laughs> I don't think you understand it, and, and this is why it burns my blood. Blood, and I'm just gonna say this, and I'm gonna move on because I don't want to stay here. Yeah. Because I don't want to be on any type of medicine or nothing like that. Because y'all done ran me hot up here. I've never, and, and, and you know what? I've never really just paid attention to it. But they get paid a lot of money, Gary, and they're the most protected thing in sports, in any sport, bro, in any sport, man. Women, like you look around all leagues, and the one that's protected the most is a NFL quarterback, bro, and they get paid the most. You would think like, okay, and they're the ones that live forever and, and don't have the issues that a lot of the other players have because, you know, I, I mean, I got sacked 123 times last year. I mean, that's a lot of sacks. But, dang, I got hit 123 times. Bro, I got hit 123 times in one game. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, guys. My bad. So, if a, if a guy fall on you, like, we get it, it's football. But the way that they're protecting these quarterbacks, Gary, it is insane to me. It makes you no can't sense. can't go down at their legs. Now, it it does make sense, but it doesn't make well, sense. Well, how is a defender supposed to know what how to do the proper way? That's the thing that it's hard. You can't, it's impossible to teach. So when you look at every team around the National Football League based on uh, players, normally the first player that people name, whether you have a superstar on defense or offense, is a quarterback. Right. And that quarterback is usually the guy that's getting paid the most uh, unless you're on the team with Aaron Donald or one of those players that have just been magnificent for a very long time and getting a stupid paycheck. But it it's I, I I don't know, Gary. You <laughs> well, I, and then you made that point of like even hitting like below the waist or whatever. I've seen yeah. multiple times where they 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 do their pass rush move and they're falling. They're, they're not. They didn't dive. They're falling. Were they not supposed to grab at their legs? Like and hey. they got called a pass. I don't like that's what I'm saying. I don't know how you're supposed to teach the guys to sack them the proper way where, hey, I'm trying not to roll my weight, but all your momentum's going. You can't stop your weight from landing on the guy. Like, yeah. It's impossible. And anybody that thinks it's impossible, you have no, you've never played football professionally to understand that or yeah, else you there, have an understanding. There, there's two rules in football that are the same to me but on different levels that are just outright stupid. It makes no sense to me, none whatsoever. And that's tackling the quarterback and ruffling, roughing the passer and college targeting. Uh, oh, it's outrageous. Ah, uh, bro. I, I can't. I have for the life of me just the other day. I don't know if you saw it, Gary, but we weren't able to talk about it last week. And I get a chance to talk about it this week. So, damn it, I'm going to talk about it. Saw a football player, man. Absolutely bang. Another football player helmet come out. And I'm like, oh, snap. They definitely got his ass for targeting. Didn't get him for targeting. I'm talking about, Gary, did you see it? Blasted him. Oh, blasted him. Can't remember the two teams, but, you know, when you're scrolling through all these various social media sites, they give you the highlights, and I saw it, and I'm like, damn, they're going to get this kid for targeting. He's going to have to miss X amount of games. Nothing. It was fine. But then I, I turn on another game, 
and I see something where, you know, a guy going through the hole, he lowers his shoulder. The other guy had already at, never changed planes, stayed on the same plane, hit him. And I was like, oh, that was a good hit. But then flag come out and it was like targeting. And I'm like, damn, he didn't even touch him with the crown of his head. But then there's there's other rules and other things that you got to factor in. And I'm just like, you know what, man, college football is just it's interesting. Well, you same in the NFL. You see the same thing. Offensive guys, running backs, you know this, are still lowering their head and using it like going and going, and they're not getting called for lowering their head. And then when a defender hits their helmet, it's the defender now. But well, yeah. they're lowering their helmets too. Like there's nothing you can do in that situation. Like it's just, it's it's football. That's that's all you really can say. Is it's football. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but now we can go to your other topic. Sorry, we went on the football tangent. Okay. How about saying not everybody's asleep after that football talk, guys? <laughs> now I got to remember what I was going to talk about because I shared The happy holidays. Uh, I don't understand how something was going on and there's some of the holidays. Okay. So, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, Gary, you, you know this. We, I think we've had this conversation before. Time. This is going to be very interesting uh, as well for you. So Christmas is around the corner. Uh, you got a significant other, you got a friend, uh, whatever the case may be. And you don't know what to get them for Christmas. What's your go-to Christmas gift when you don't know what to get that person a gift? I, I'm almost sure I can, I know. How well do you know the person? Um, Well enough that you're sleeping with them. Then you know what, where, where you know where they like to shop. So a gift card there. Oh, so you go on gift card. You going safe? Yeah, it's easy. Uh, Let them get what they gift want. Gift card. Okay, Tom, what you going with? This dick. Well, well, that you you, you lost that one. That one you got to have a tour next week. For the next holiday, because that one's gone. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So so now I'm a. Yeah, I'm you a, my, my real answer. That was your real answer. That was your real answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stick with that, man. We're gonna stick the with yule, that. But now old, I can the old yule log. Now now I can get to the meat of this conversation, man. The meat. I see what you did there. I I got a I got a bone. I got to pick with a lot hey. of people. I got a bone <laughs> to pick with a lot of people out here. Okay, time you may fall into this category. Gary, you might fall into this category, but I'm gonna let y'all speak y'all peace and 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 I'm gonna speak mine, okay? But I'm gonna let y'all go first. And we're gonna address this elf on a shelf. What the hell? Why first of all, where did the elf on the shelf come from? And two, why the hell is so many people dedicated to it? when sounds like a lot of work so i i, I want to hear what y'all think about it and then i'm gonna tell you exactly what i think about it because i am not a fan i am a hundred percent against elf on the shelf but go ahead go ahead Ty. change my mind um so i actually haven't started doing that yet so i don't know if why I'm... would a person even want to start doing it's something fun. It's, fun. it's stupid for who fun for who Seems like it's fun for the kids uh okay all right so when you on day 17 and you done ran out of ideas, 
then it's still fun. <laughs> right. It's is it still fun? It's definitely something more for the creative people. And, and then, then, and then it's, it's fun for the kids, but then part of me is like, is it really fun for the kids, or is it more fun for you to post to social media what you're doing so that all the people can Does see it actually it? happen if you didn't post it? It didn't. Oh, oh, is that is that your only reasons for doing it? I I need more. You got to give me more. That ain't enough. Well, I just told you I I don't do it yet. Um, but if I got when to, are you starting it? Um, if if I got to a point where it's like I can tell, you know, if we try it out and Braden really's into it and is like trying to figure out what the elf is doing, then I could definitely see. <laughs> you already know. Definitely I'm, will when you start it. <laughs> I have not met a kid that is not into it that is over the age of four. Well, yeah. So, I, if we started probably next year, because you know, he's kind of, he's still kind of on that, because he's only two. So, he's still on that, like, borderline of even knowing, you know, about, like, Santa. And, like, he's Tom. just now getting into, like, all the Christmas movies. And, uh, you know, I don't think. Tom, don't, don't do it, Tom. Don't do don't it. Do I, I, I'm going to talk you out of Elf on the Shelf. Gary's going to try to talk you in the elf on the shelf. I don't have any kids, so my my opinion. Well, no. So what, I don't, I don't your, have to your... start it as well, but I have no problem if people want to do it. Because like you said, if the kids are enjoying it, you as a parent, as long as you, you're willing to do it, now you just know you sign yourself up for the next 10 to 15 years of it. <laughs> Until they don't do it. Whenever you start it, if you have multiple kids, you got to keep it going. And you can't just create the same thing every year. It's always got to be different stuff. And as these are going to talk and all this stuff, they do it. So don't let them lie to y'all. They do it. <laughs> don't look. He, look. he does not. Correct. But the family does do it. I, it started this year. I am not a fan of it at all. His kids oh, love it. I, this is why I'm not a fan of it at all. Because one, once you start it, that's 24 days of you coming up with ideas, being creative. And not only is it 24 days, it's 24 days for years. So can you imagine not trying to be able to repeat some of the stuff that you've already done on top of being creative enough to where it's not naughty and it doesn't like send the wrong message. So that, that's the problem I have because I feel like there's so many things that come up and it's going to be different. Like it's not going to just be your plain Jane because I'd have to, you'd have to. But that's more when the kids are maybe 12. Yeah, but but my question is, so, so when do you stop it? When do you stop it though? Like is there when, an when the kids aren't on? enjoying about it? It's the same thing when you stop when you stop the big man, the big jolly red man. When when the kids aren't worried about it or thinking about it anymore, that's when it's time. Well, I'm telling you right now, the F on the shelf is a waste of time. Um, and D will be doing it for D's family will be doing it for the next ten to fifteen years. And, and I and I get mad because I'm thinking I'm, the concept is so weird, and not only is the concept so weird, but it it. It just makes no sense. You asked when it started. It started in 2005. Wow. That was when it started. I'll yeah. tell you the one that I've seen a couple different people do that I think is pretty interesting. It's the one where <laughs> you wake up and the elf has cut pieces out of the clothes that the little kid's wearing. <laughs> so I'm like, one, how does the parent even you know pull that off? And two is like, 
You really about to just ruin your kids' pajamas like that? Well, I think the problem is you're going to see nowadays because everybody has to post to make sure everybody sees what they came up with, but then everybody's just copying everybody else. They're not original ideas. Everybody's just copying stuff they see from other people. So you're not really creating anything. You're just copying. And I'm not like I have not. I've done it for my uh, my nephews for a few days. And I have not ever looked to see what anybody has done. I don't know if anybody's done what I've done with them, but I always come up. I'm only going to do something I don't think anybody else is doing because that's I don't want to be like everybody else. And I'm not going to just follow what everybody else does. And plus, I don't go on social media to see what people are doing. And I'm not going to post what I did either. So nobody's ever going to know what I did besides the kids because that's what it's about. If you're going to do it and it's about the kids, then those are the only ones that matter. You don't need to post it for the world to see because – Nobody else cares. That may be harsh, but I, I don't right. care about well, seeing you know, I, people's. I was like, damn, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the kids. They're not po- If they want to post it, so be it. But you don't need to post it. Man, now you know damn well the kids ain't going to post that. Exactly. So let the kids have it and enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, but part of it is the kids don't have social media. So what would they be posting to? It, that's the whole thing. It doesn't need to be about you. And how, look how good of a parent I am. I did this thing. I don't, you know, I don't. Th- I don't want to see every day of your elf on shelf. But I think some. That's of, what they, people do. People post every day, or the I unique think some things of they can do. Be pretty interesting. What? There's nothing interesting about create you. your own. What's, 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 what's interesting about it, Tom? P- please tell me what's interesting because everything that you've seen when you started, it's already been done. So what's interesting, especially if you're watching what's interesting, right? And not and you're not and 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 there's there's nothing that you're gonna do when you start it that's gonna be original. Everything that you gonna I disagree. I disagree. I bet I can find stuff. I bet I I bet you. I bet you you can. I bet you can. Where where could you find some stuff? Wait, hold on. But but I do think part of it is like when people are posting. If you're out there looking at the other posts and stuff, it's already going to give you other ideas. You may just play off that. So it's still not your original idea. That's why I'm saying like I don't think everybody needs to post because everybody's just copying everybody else's. You're not. You're not being original because you're just posting something else you already saw before. You can have an idea that stems from something else, and I feel like it's still original. Uh, depends. It doesn't have to be a fully original idea, but what I'm saying is like, you know, obviously there's there's levels to that. But what I'm saying is like, you know, if if you see something that somebody posts and it sparks you, like, oh, well, I like that, but I'd rather. It's almost like with costumes. It's almost the exact same as costumes. Y'all know, I know how you guys are. You know how I am. I like to have. So, Tom, you plagiarized costumes. in school, didn't you? Use a plagiarizer. Plagiarized. That's exactly what he does. That purple I, monkey, baby. Come I, on. I'm going to tell, tell y'all exactly who Tom is. Tom is one of those guys that would take leftover food, sauce it up, and say he cooked it. Like, oh, man, because he added just a little more seasoning to it or something else from two or three different other uh That's leftover. actually a really good analogy for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's your time. I'm just saying that is a really good analogy. But what I'm for... saying is, what I'm saying is, it, it's like so you can say that, but if it's like, hey, this is chopped, where I'm giving you a box of ingredients and you make it into a five star dish, that is a difference than me presenting to you. So say you know, I give but you give you me... think it's a five star. 
No, yes! like, no, those people on those people on Chopped really turn like the craziest baskets into like legitimately five star dishes. And I'm saying that can be the difference. Like you might have the ingredients given to you, but you can cook it into a certain way to where, yes, what you did was original. You can, but the odds of you being the best of the best that can do that are very slim. You're taking the professional chefs. We ain't even talking about chefs. We're talking about Elf on the shelf. No, you're, you're, I'm the one, you're the one who brought. You're the one who brought food. But, no, no, but this is this is. But this is this is don't what run. I'm telling you though, Tom. Run All I'm telling you. I'm not running from the. I'm not running from the analogy. What I'm telling you is, is there's nothing original that you can come up with that I cannot find on social media that's already been posted. I will say that it would be tough. I will say you can do that, but it would be tough. You will be there, able to find a, but. Even if he, what, what, I mean, outside of what you gonna do, like change the clothes, like something like that, or act like we've seen it already. Everything that you could possibly come up or make up right now, we've already seen. So I'm. I already you know, know one. You're, he would do that you would not have seen before. Okay. And he may um, not even do it. He would make. Okay. He would be the new. He'd be the new uh, string guy on the NSYNC thing. <laughs> I already know it. I already know that would be one he would look, do. Look, see, that. Gary's already on track with some good stuff. But what I'm saying is, I, I think I've seen that already. Where it's like the, the costume, yes, the YMCA one. No, I'm talking about. I think I've seen that done already. On uh, he's talking about from NSYNC because of my Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm, I I know what I'm talking about. I think I've seen it done with the Elf on the YMCA Shelf already. Yes, YMCA. with the YMCA. Well, that's yeah. that's different then. It's different, but the same. Oh, no, no, you one of them people. Oh, we got the same shirt on, but it's different. You one of them people, Tom. <laughs> no, if they're, okay. doing the y- if because... they're doing the YMCA, they ain't doing bye, bye, bye. That's actually different. But to your analogy of the same shirt, but different, would be I have a red shirt, you have a blue shirt, but it's the same logo. They're yes. the same shirt, but they're different. <laughs> no, but how, how is, <laughs> That's exactly what you're saying, Tom. What you're saying is, is somebody performing a musical song is where it's the same. No, I'm saying no, that. No, you're saying like it's you're copying, you're adding in a new character or copying to a song or dance, which is what you'd be doing with the same thing. That's yeah. so it's the same aspect, but it's different character. Same concept. Same concept. Yeah. Same right. concept. That's literally what I just said. You're saying, you know, you're acting out a song. So it's one is acting out YMCA, one's acting out blah blah blah. So yeah, the no, concept no, no. is your the elf is doing a song. So no, what I'm saying is the you know the one where he where you had all the other members to you taped together, right? That's the costume that I'm talking about. Is that the same costume you're talking about? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I I saw one where they was taped together like that, but it was the YMCA guys singing doing that song. So it wasn't in sync. Same concept, doing everything that you was doing different song. <laughs> right, right, but that's completely different. It's not completely different. It's the same. Fu- <laughs> Fuck you. You got him cussing over here. <laughs> no, but but I, I get what you're saying. But when I'm uh, like, so yeah, I can agree. So if if someone is so say I see someone do that with YMCA, and I flip it to do it with NSYNC, then yes, I can understand how you would say that's not original. Um, but I still think that you put a little more spice on it, right? You could, you could still cook it up enough to make it better to where it's like, okay, that is original. And that's what I'm saying with like, why it's like chopped 
where it's like, hey, you have all these ingredients, but because of what you did with them and the extra effort you put into cooking it, that's what makes it so much better. So I think you can have times like that. I think what the real issue is here is D'Angelo is having a hard time being creative. And he's, so not, he's not the one doing it. Exactly. Because what, he's, see, he's like, man, I can't think of stuff to do because I've seen everything. And because D wants to be so creative because he wants to be, you know, that's why D likes all these outlandish costumes. But he's like, man, I've reached a point where I don't know what else I can do. So now he's turning. He's like, I don't, I've reached a point where I can't just be over the top. Better so you're saying he's a Grinch? So he's turned to the Grinch. Exactly. I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I will 100% be the Grinch if that's what I need to be. Um, I I was just thinking about something. And when you said the Grinch, it, it triggered something because me and Gary, we had a, a, a very heated conversation this weekend. Uh, well, not that. Yeah. Well, this weekend we had a very heated conversation and we was talking about. Um, <laughs> the ride? This is, no, 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 no. Right we, we were talking about, in, in uh, your opinion, Tom, in your opinion, in your opinion, you, you listening to this, Tom? Yeah. Biggest, the biggest role that Robin Williams ever played. Mrs. Doubtfire. So, D said Mrs. Doubtfire. I said the genie. From Aladdin. I think it's Mrs. Doubtfire because when you said played, I think of like acting and as far as like in person. If you would have said the biggest role, uh, you know, he ever voiced, then of course that'd be different. But just like as far as play, I think I, he's, I would say I would have seen it as more of what is he more known for, and I would say that's Aladdin. Well, yeah. So if it, well, I don't know because even then it's like yeah, it's his voice, but when you see someone and like the recognition, yeah, everyone knows that he was genie. But like if I play if I play that for say Braden, he's gonna know that voice, but he won't know it's Robin Williams until he sees him. He sees right. Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire knows, and I think there's just more correlation. So my reason why I said not Miss Doubtfire is I said Miss Doubtfire had more adult themes and more adult language, so some kids may not have seen it. Everybody saw Aladdin. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just going to have to say I'm on D D side with this one. That, that one, even, one even okay. Close. Well, you're not a movie guy, so it don't matter. So, I love movies. So, so here's 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 the next one. Here's the next one. You now you gonna probably agree with Gary on this one, All but right. I totally this this is the one that we really disagreed on, and I will fight it to the ends of time. What is what now? I, I I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna paraphrase Gary. I'm just gonna ask him. James Earl Jones. Biggest role. He doesn't know who that is. See, that's tough. That's tough. You, you know, I, for, for I, I, I said, no, 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 Darth Vader, because Bro, I'm it's telling you, bigger right franchise, and they're both voices. You don't see either Bro, one of them. I don't. Ever. I don't give right. a damn where James Earl Jones is at. He could be in the grocery store. Right. He could be. He could be in the bathroom. He could be wherever. When he talks, everybody think Mufasa. 
Everybody's like, that's the Lion King. But bro. see, that the thing is, I think I would say the same hey, thing. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I thought you were gonna have said coming to America. That's racist. <laughs> In today's time. <laughs> but no, the, your argument, though, your argument would go against Robin Williams then. Because if you hear his voice anywhere Robin Williams was, right, first right, thing you think is Aladdin. You're not thinking does, Well, no. see, that, that's it not – now, we, we had this conversation. I told you, and you didn't even notice that he was the bat on Fern Gully. I did not. He's, I did not know that. Correct. Yeah. Because I, I was like, man, he in Fern Gully. You realize it's different because you don't see James Earl Jones in Star Wars either. So it's like it's he still said, just his I voice. know you hear the voice, but he said if I saw if I heard his voice in the grocery store or anywhere, I'm James Earl Jones. Mufasa. You think it, you if you think hear Mufasa, Robin Williams, yeah. you're thinking Aladdin. Uh, you I think, think it would Miss Doubtfire. I guarantee you're not. Bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Miss Doubtfire was a. It was bro. I'm telling you, Miss Doubtfire was that movie back in the day. What would you think? Let us know because I think he's wrong. I think they're both wrong. And I know y'all are on my side, so feel free to join in. Let us know. Uh, but I do have one more question for you. How about this? this? How about this? Let me run in, into the other room real quick while y'all are doing this. I'm going to ask Cynthia the same two questions and see what she says. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask, <laughs> ask this question anyways to D. Okay. So, D, I was out grocery shopping. I'm not grocery shopping. Christmas shopping. Okay. Can, this is more of a PSA. Can we please, people, please, people, when you're out shopping, stop opening things and seeing how they work before you buy them and then just leave it there. I literally watched a lady open a Hot Wheel, like a monster truck Hot Wheel, roll it up and down the thing to see how it moved and then just left it there. Gear, first that of all. blows my mind that you're gear, that for, type of person. For, First of all, you're not going to attack us parents, okay? Because what we're not going to do is have to bring this damn toy back and sit in that damn line because it was something that we didn't understand. Look, bro, we don't don't necessarily understand how all these new age toys work, Gary. Can't do it. Can't do it. Hey, do you not? I'm going to tell you something. Okay, if it was a thousand dollar toy, I'll give you that. Okay. It's a two dollar toy. Get out of here. No, no, no. No. I, I'm finna tell y'all something about Gary, and it just hit me, and then we're gonna end this podcast. Oh, we gotta get the answer from the first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 hold, hold on, time. Hold on, time. We went to Gary's house, me and the family, right? And every time we go to Gary's house, if you say what Gary, I think you're gonna say, I hate Gary you. Gary has a new collection oh, yeah, of things that he collects. Just mm-hmm. out of never, nowhere. Never, right? never opened them though. Never opened. Ne- never, store. never opened. Never opened in the store right? though. Never opened them anything. I'm, I'm gonna give y'all a little backstory. So every time we come over Gary's house, again, there's always something, but nothing that has ever affected the kids. So they have never said anything. Like I'll come in and I'll be pissed, ranting and raving about ah, you the reason why there's there's this, this and there's that. This is a good one. This is you know that's unbelievable. You know I I can't believe it because it's like. You know, uh, basketball cards, his football cards, like Gary Hoard, all that stuff. Like he collect all of it, games and stuff. And I'd be pissed at him. Y'all done heard me talk about it a million times. Oh, but how the mighty has fallen, man. We walk in the house. I'm a collector. Look, anytime we go to the store, my kids, and I don't know about y'all kids, but my kids, the 
first section that they run to at any store when they go to the store is the Pokemon section because they want to see what Pokemon cards was going on. Well, when they walked into Gary's house and saw that he had a hundred and fifty thousand cards <laughs> sitting on the table, my oldest daughter goes, Gary, you the reason why it's a shorty. <laughs> yeah, one thousand percent said that. <laughs> you got all the she cards 1, said right that. here on the table. She was hot, bro. I'm talking. She sound like me. I couldn't even get mad, but I was so weak because she was mad, bro. Like mad. You know what Gary does to soothe all that over? Out of the hundred and fifty thousand packs of cars that he got, he went in and grabbed one or two of. Them. <laughs> he, he said, I know the way they're hurt. Yeah, he, he said, "Here, y'all take these, and I'm not the reason for the shortage. It's some at y'all these other stores." I told them there's plenty around me. But look though, that's not the funny part. The funny part is, is every time they would go to the store. And she was with him, and he would buy cars. She was side eye, like you already got a hundred thousand of these cars. Every time he would go in the store, he go to the Pokemon section and buy a whole bunch of cars. Just and she I, would, yeah, okay. But, but he just is, started collecting. Well, I am the, I am not a flipper. I am not buying and reselling. I did Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh when I was a kid, uh, and I wanted to get back into it. I was doing trading cards, but. Uh, then COVID and everything got super crazy expensive. So I was like, nah, I'm good. And now things are dying down. So I want to get back into it. Just collect. I get that from my mom. But a lot of my stuff, I open, I will open half and I'll save half just for later to have. Because you never know. Whenever I have kids, they may want to get into that type of stuff. I'll have the stuff for them. Stuff you won't be able to find nowadays. Because things what? that when I was a kid, if I wanted to buy a box of cars from when I was a kid, it cost you $15,000. Now, I, my, hopefully, when I have kids, that won't be an issue. I'll, they'll have them. What yeah. Kind of, what kind of box of cars cost so, fifteen thousand? The original boxes that when they first came out in two thousand five, if you if you had one of those boxes right now sealed, they're worth fifteen thousand dollars. So, so this is this is why I have a problem with this, Gary, and this is why it bothers me with you because I had this conversation with my daughter on our way back home on this drive. Ooh, okay. Nice. And I couldn't I couldn't answer this. I couldn't answer this at all. She goes, she asked me, she, she asked, because you know she has really good questions. She yes. goes, I don't understand, I, like I understand him collecting, but why does the price of things matter if he's never going to sell them anyway? No, I'm just saying that's what they're worth. I couldn't buy those. Yeah, but that's even, what I'm saying. I wouldn't that's, be able to that's buy what them. it's worth right now, but we don't know if it's going to be like oh, the I NFT agree. market and it just absolutely tank, or if it's going to continue to rise. What's the point in you, Gary? What's the point in you looking up all these cards? Mm-hmm. Seeing what the prices are, and then when you you eventually leave this earth, the same value that you saw in them cards, the person behind you may not have that same value. And the, my reason would be they may not like the cards. So now if they're worth money, they can sell them and they can do whatever they want with them. They're the earth. Same thing my mom said with her collection. My mom said whenever she passes, everything she has, she's leaving us we have our choice to do what we want with them. She has the original Star Wars figures. She has a lot of original, like she has a Michael Jordan rookie starting lineup figure that are worth a lot of money. She has a lot of stuff like that. And she says, that's for y'all. If y'all want to sell them, do what you want. 
that's for y'all. That was like a nest, like a nest egg. Obviously, she didn't have money put away, but this is money if you want to sell them. Gary, Same thing for me. Whenever your mom passes away, I mean, and this isn't just it me. It will not be sold, no. No, I'm assuming that you're more well off than your uh, siblings. Correct. And say they want to sell it. Are you not going to sell them? You'll just buy them from them or what? Um, I might would let them sell a percentage of them. But I so that's my question. Are you going to? I would not let them get rid of all of them, no. Yeah. Here's my question. Are you splitting everything evenly with them or are you going to let them take more since you have your own Depend, money? Out? Uh, depends. Depends on it honestly it depends on what my mom wants. I'll do whatever she wants. Well she says I'm gonna leave it up to you guys. That's well if she says idea. that she's probably leaving it up to me to make that decision because honestly what I would do, in all honesty, I'd make sure they're taken care of, but I'm not they're not gonna one's not gonna get more than the other. I'm not gonna take more than everybody. I would make sure they're taken care of and that'd be good. That's it. I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't like show favoritism. They'll get the same amount. Everybody will get the same amount. They may get more than me. I don't care. It's whatever. I want, want, I want my mom's wishes to go to what she wanted. Right. That's what's most that's, important for sure. That's all. That is. I, I want to say this before we end the podcast because well, I want to go get ahead. Cynthia's responses. Okay. We're going to get them, but I want, before we end the podcast because we're going to end it with Cynthia responses okay. on uh, the movies and which one was bigger. Oh, how she agrees Jamie. with me. I got it. Yeah. Or, or maybe not. We, we, we don't know. No, but I want to say it. this. She agrees with me. Next week, Gary, I want to talk relationships during the holidays. You know, where you hadn't talked to a person all year, and then around the holidays, you get them them text messages to say Merry Christmas. You say Merry Christmas back, and they be like, well, what, what have you been up to? Like, whoa, hold up, player. Like, that's <laughs> plot twist. I, I want to know how you handle conversations like that or or messages like that. That's one. Two. With New Year's around the corner, uh, we obviously we're gonna dive into some New Year's resolution type situations uh, next week on the podcast, along with a lot of football um, and a lot more holiday stuff. But go ahead, I'd love to hear what Cynthia thinks when those two names, Robin Williams and James Earl Jones, come to mind. So unfortunately, you guys are gonna have to stay tuned to the next week because when I went in there, she was asleep, and so she said, <laughs> "She said, I said, I said, I said, baby, answer me questions." She said, "Did you really just wake me up and you're about to ask me a question for your podcast?" I said, "Nope." <laughs> Turn around and walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I like it. I like anybody it. Anybody knows that has a young baby, you know that. Uh, Sleep is precious for yeah. <laughs> so so time before we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little time because uh, I know you might need one or two seconds. Okay, I I am Coach Wilkes. Not not me. I'm not Coach Wilkes. You're Coach Wilkes. You're fighting for a playoff spot. You know, obviously you're not that good or whatever the case may be. You got the lines this weekend. I need you. You just lost last week. I need you to give me an inspirational speech to get me up for this game uh, that we're about to play. Get me up for this game because we obviously know what the results are. But get me up for this game. What are you? What are you saying to me to get me up for this game? Can Can I follow this up with a realistic response? Yes, you can follow it up with with a realistic response. You're you're fighting for your playoff lives because this is the playoffs. Or bust. 
as as Steve Wilkes, you you feel like if you can get this team to the playoffs, you're gonna have a job as a head coach somewhere. It's gonna open up a lot of opportunities for you. Uh, all that good stuff that come with this speech that you're about to give us. Give us that inspirational speech to your squad to get them going, to get them winning on the right track or back on the right track, to get them back in that playoff hunt. I mean, they're a game or two out, but this is the only way they can make it to the playoffs. You tell me what speech you're giving them. Coach Wilkes. Um, simple. When you're in the Panther family, Panther Nation only needs – Two words to get that drum going of getting us to the playoffs. Boys, look me in the heart and soul of the black and blue nation. We are going to keep pounding. Keep pounding. I thought it was going to be Cam Newton. We keep pounding the rock. We keep pounding the rock because you know what? We don't have a quarterback that can throw the football right now. We don't. But we got the best running backs in the business since D'Angelo Williams. And Jonathan Taylor. We got Foreman and Chuba Hubbard back here. When did Jonathan Taylor pay for the Panthers? <laughs> yeah. He, he missed. Do it. Stop, stop messing Stewart. up his speech. Go ahead. Stop messing up Wilkes' speech. Jonathan yeah. Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. This is the new smash and dash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what we're going to say is we're going to make these playoffs, boys, because you know what? Everyone counted us out. And when everyone counted us out, that's when we started counting ourselves in. Keep pounding. Go ahead, Gary. All right, realistic. All right. Guys, I know I just mentioned Jonathan Taylor because uh, we're going to try and trade for him next year, and we're going to do everything we can to get him to this because uh, he's the only way we're going to win any games. Um, but, no, realistically, last week we should have won the game. Uh, I don't know what we were doing. We were projected to win. Uh we really shit the bed there. Um, we had the win out. That would have made it easier. Now it's really hard for us to make it. Uh, we're going against the Lions. They're really hot right now. Chances aren't very good for us. Uh, so just go out there, have some fun. Um, I'm already not going to get a job next year. Uh, I guess I'll be D- D.C. somewhere, um, hopefully. Uh, maybe I'll go join primetime. We'll see. Um, other than that, uh, I'll see you all out there Sunday. Rest of the day off. Okay. Last question. Last question. Last couple questions. Last couple. And then he I'm said that we, seventeen minutes I, ago. I know. I know. I know. Because you, you guys lead him into something else. If Coach Wilkes makes the playoffs, is no. he a head coach in the National Football League next year? No. Time. Uh, yes. The Panthers will sign him. No. Okay. All right. If. They don't make the playoffs. Is he a head coach in the National Football League somewhere? No. Not yet. Maybe one day. Okay. That's all I got. I just wanted to know because, uh, you know, he has taken a team that doesn't have much talent, even though you would say that, uh, time that they have a lot of talent. However... I don't know how good of a coach he is because Baker Mayfield went to a team two days and won a, a, a – see, that's the problem with Carolina is that the guys that they get rid of, they go on to other teams and they experience some success and put just that much I, more pressure on Carolina. You can't say that Carolina. Baker. Baker he, didn't, he didn't coach Baker, really. 
Well, Baker I'm was already out. Saying that Baker wasn't. Uh, he, wasn't he, got, he got released from the Browns for a reason, or traded from the Browns for a reason. Well, I'm saying, plus Rule was still coaching when Baker was like the main guy. No, that's not what I'm saying. Is this right here? He's just saying the Panthers in general. What what I'm saying I'm is you, the the Panthers hadn't ever got a player. Just 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 feel me on this. The Panthers had never got a player like the Steelers when they got uh, myself, when uh, Washington got uh, Norwood. I mean, uh, yeah, that's his name. Is it Norwood? I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when uh, when all these players leave from Carolina and they go somewhere else, they make a big splash on the team that they're oh, on. Evan Mathis, when he went to Philly. Right, right. Life. There's a lot of teams. But, but when they're in Carolina, Carolina had never got a player from another team, and they made a big splash on right, well, Carolina's so, so team. To clarify, you see what I'm saying? player that wasn't a huge name on another team came to Carolina and blew up. That's what you're more uh, you're saying. That's what because I'm saying. Because a lot of yes, players yes, leave yes, Carolina. Yes. And they go that's what I'm really saying. Good. Greg that, Olson. That's, that's what I'm saying. Greg Olson was already good in Chicago. I know, but he's saying we've never had a player come and then like, like no, Greg Olson. I feel like no, no. He's saying that wasn't like a like a like good. So like Evan Mathis got cut by Carolina and then went and became a four time Pro Bowler for the Eagles. Like that's what he's saying. Like that type Josh of player. Josh Norman, where they cut Josh Norman. Obviously, he he kind of. Uh, Steve Smith, when they got rid of him, granted he was good with Carolina, but it's all these players that they release because they're not playing well, maybe, and then they go to other teams and they make a big splash. Carolina hasn't had a player come from another team and make that same big splash where they like, oh, they fit in nicely, they're winning football games. I wouldn't have said Steve Smith because Greg Olson fits that with the Steve Smith analogy because Greg Olson so? was really good and he was really good in Chicago. And then obviously he was outstanding. In but Carolina. they let, they, but they let Greg Olson go because they couldn't pay him. Not because, Oh uh, yeah, they did let him go. Well, yeah. In, in Chicago, not, not because they thought he would deteriorate. They let Steve Smith go because they thought he was done playing football. Right. They well, thought they, I was done playing football. They thought Josh was, well, Josh may be well, a, he, Carolina was, they thought Olson was done playing. And he really was after two years, he was done. He only played two more years after he left Carolina. Who thought who Olson who? Olson only played two more years after he left Carolina. They thought he was done, and that's why they didn't try and bring him back to Carolina. Olsen. He was done in Carolina. He didn't. He wasn't good after that. I'm done. I know that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah, thought you were trying good. to say yeah. like, yeah, I, he didn't yeah, play I, well. I, he wasn't the same Greg Olson. He's right, but he only played obviously two he has some age on him, and yeah. you know, yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, that's what I wanted to say. We can end this podcast. Thank you guys for Wait, checking first out. First of all, oh. first of all, you ain't gonna just slide over the fact. But that you said Car- Jonathan Taylor. I know that's no, outrageous. That Carolina, that Carolina got Jake Delome from the Saints. Jake was good. Come on now. Come on, D. What happened? <laughs> we should have ended the podcast when we said we were gonna end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all do realize the my last but the, the the last image that I have of Jake, bro. And we played another season after Arizona. that season. Arizona, bro. That's all I can remember and of my time in Carolina. But he is arguably well, stats wise, Cam Newton's the best, but he's the second best. There you go. In Panther history. There's one. You do realize two of the greatest, I'm going to put three, 
three of the greatest Panthers of all time are not even on offense. Oh, yeah. J-Pep. He's second. First is what, Steve Smith? He said not on offense. Oh, not, not on offense. Yeah, not on offense. Oh, Luke Keekley. He's not even in the top three. And I don't <laughs> one of them they may not even claim, but they claim him only because he just made the Hall of Fame. Sam Mills? A, Green. Sam oh, Mills. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Green. Green. Oh, Kevin. Yes. So if you put it in order for me, I would go Kevin Green, Sam Mills, and Julius Peppers. If you go based off of and that's the thing. I don't know how many years did Green spend in Carolina. Was it? Mo- I think most- it was only like three or four. Oh, okay. It was at the but end he- of his career. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying from a standpoint of like Hall of Famers. That's that's your three right there, bro. Like I, I Steve, I, he should get in 100. percent I think he should get in. He but will. I think he will. Yeah, I I don't think anybody else will. I mean, you think Cam, you know what? We ain't going to have this no. conversation. We'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you for joining us on the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. And, Tom, I'm going to let you say it. We, we out. <laughs> you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 